Good morning, this is David Bennett, and this is Bitcoin And, a podcast where I try to find the edge effect between the worlds of Bitcoin, gaming, permaculture, podcasting, and education to gain a better understanding of all. Edge effect is a concept from ecology describing a greater diversity of life where the edges of two systems overlap. While species from either system can be found at the edge, it is important to note there are species in the overlap that exist in neither system, and that is what I seek to uncover. So join me in discovering the variety of things being created as Bitcoin rubs up against other systems. Good afternoon, and it is afternoon. It took me quite a while, quite a while to get to a point today where I could finally uh, get this thing, uh, get this thing down. This is episode 34 of Bitcoin and it is November 16th, 2018, the day after the forkening. That's right, people. The fork happened, the fork happened, the fork happened. And what a, uh, what a clown show that was. And we'll get into a uh, part of that to, in today's show. Uh, we'll do vitals. Not that it's really going to be, um, all that uh, useful and probably won't be for a few days until we finally figure out this uh, fork business. Uh, We'll do uh, Marty's Bent, we'll do Daily Trainwrecked, we'll do uh, Terrible Joke Corner, and then we are out going to the weekend. All right, people. Let's start this, crank this, uh, this clown, let's crank this clown car up and see what we got up here on deck. All right. So, uh, first thing in the stack is that Coindesk is reporting that crypto loans startup Salt and its former CEO are said to be under investigation by the SEC, according to the Wall Street Journal. So going to the Coindesk article itself, uh, what seems to be happening is that Eric Voorhees <coughs> of Shapeshift fame and, of course, Salt uh, which he uh, apparently was a former board member of, uh, are under say, are said to be under investigation by the United States Securities Regulator, um, according to the Wall Street Journal. Uh, let's see. Uh, I, I love it when they say, the news source cited, quote, people familiar with the probe. <laughs> That's just such a CYA statement. Anyway, as saying that salt... Salt was subpoenaed by the U.S. uh, SEC in February, seeking information on its $50 million initial coin offering held in late 2017. Uh, Apparently under investigation is whether Salt's crypto fundraising effort was, in fact, a securities offering that should have been registered with the regulator, the Wall Street Journal says. As well as how tokens were distributed to insiders. And, and how the sale proceeds were spent, blah, 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 blah. Voorhees was previously charged by the SEC in 2014 for securities violations that ultimately saw him banned from making a Bitcoin security offering for the following five years, according to an official SEC release at the time. He was fined $50,000. Wow. So uh, for those of you who don't know Eric Voorhees, he's the head of ShapeShift. And shapeshift is a way that you can change one type of cryptocurrency into another type of cryptocurrency. 
uh, directly within a wallet. It's not so much of an exchange. Uh, it sort of does the same thing, but you're kind of like limited. Basically, you're just you're you're limited as to what you can't bargain for price. You're you know like if you're gonna sell Bitcoin and buy Dogecoin, you're gonna buy whatever Shapeshift price has has kind of set for you. So it's not really an exchange. Uh, Eric Voorhees was also one of the gentlemen behind the uh, uh, Segwit2x movement. He was one of the quote-unquote CEOs of Bitcoin that decided that they were going to double the block size. And to do that, uh, to appease the rest of us who did not really want that, um, he was going to introduce, or him and his crew were going to make sure that the Segwit implementation was uh, implemented. SegWit uh, did get implemented, but the block size did not increase because the six quote-unquote CEOs of Bitcoin who gathered in a room without anybody else there deciding the fate for all of us, which is exactly antithetical to the entire experiment that is Bitcoin, um, those same CEOs that got into a room to decide our fate uh, got back into a room to basically unfuck our fate. By signing a letter saying they were calling off the block size increase now that we have uh, now that we had gotten SegWit, which effectively doubled the block size all by itself. So uh, Eric seems to be in some hot water. Okay, well, uh, moving on up the stack, we get a tweet from CZ Binance at CZ underscore Binance. One thing about the fork, these symbol names will stay. Binance will not support changing or trading symbols later. If anyone asks for it later, let's refer them back to this tweet. And he's retweeting himself when he said on the 15th yesterday, fork, the forkening day, let's get this stupid fork over with already. Honestly, I don't like forks. Well, you know, CZ, who would? They cause a lot of work. I've covered this before. You know, somebody says, oh, they're, they're going to fork. And that's great. No, it's not. Because every time somebody forks something, especially something as important as Bitcoin, or God forbid in this particular case, Bcash and its crew of miscreants, um, all these exchanges and all these wallets are under serious, serious pressure to start writing software or rewriting software to handle the split because they don't want to get sued by people who are screaming, where are my split coins? Because if, if you're new to the space and you get a fork off of one of these coins, if you held coins in a wallet before the fork, then you should hold those same coins in your original wallet and a whole fresh set of the exact same number of coins of the split coin that came off that fork. And the only way that you're ever going to be able to claim those coins is if, uh, like, if you had a, like, if you were, I don't know, held all your stuff in a, I guess, a samurai wallet, let's say, um, and some kind of, and you've got big, <clears throat> let's say you've got Bcash. God help you if you do. Let's say you've got Bcash, and before this uh, Bcash ABC B, or Bcash uh, Satoshi's Vision split, you had ten coins of Bcash. After the split, what you've got is a Samurai Wallet that's got 10 coins of Bcash. And unless Samurai Wallet allocates resources, time, people, people hours, money, stuff, you know, like engineering, 
if unless they allocate that to build a wallet that that will respect the uh, Satoshi's vision fork of the chain, then you don't get those coins. All of a sudden, they are under legal pressure by the people who are asking where when are my coins going to be available to me? All these people have to do it. It's every exchange, every wallet, every hard wallet or uh, cold wallet, every uh, hardware implementation, all this stuff. These people have to, they have to allocate resources every time somebody wants to have a dick measuring contest. And that's why CZ Binance is saying he doesn't like forks. Who would? Absolutely. Who would if you have to every time somebody wants to whip out their their dicks to measure how big they are that you got to actually spend about a hundred grand in resources to build a freaking wallet to hold the split coins? Who would want a fork? I mean, this stuff is getting yeah, this is getting out of hand. But in either event, next up in the stack is from Max Hillebrand. Um, he is. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm. That I, I read something completely different. I'm so sorry. Forget I said anything about Max Hillebrand. Let's just go on back up to the uh, uh, just go on back up the stack. So, um, do, 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 where's my? So, no, I lost my story. Uh, okay, um, CoinRivet.com has a story about the fork. Um, and it's saying uh, Nakamoto, Nakamoto consensus now in play as a hash war breaks out on the BCH chain. Written today by Nawaz Sulemanji. I hope I didn't just butcher both of those names. But um, the author says Nakamoto consensus is one of the major differentiating forces. Hold on. Good Lord have mercy. All right. Nakamoto consensus is one of the major differentiating factors between traditional and crypto asset classes. As we embark on the start of the first major hash war in the industry, how will Nakamoto consensus play out in this epic battle for the real Bitcoin crown? Okay. Uh, Bitcoin grew up and was built on the decentralized principles that were put in place between the economic game theory that played out between its participants. Those participants made up five key groups, developers, miners, nodes, exchanges, and users slash merchants. In the current fork war, fork war, between the ABC and SV protocols, we are seeing groups of miners, developers, and nodes picking sides in what may become an epic battle for consensus, and and it is um, here. You know, you know, Nakamoto consensus is 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 interesting. We've already we already kind of went through this with the user activated soft fork, which is what was the only thing standing in the way of the aforementioned Segwit to X thing. Uh, we certainly didn't mind getting SegWit activated because that was the upgrade that we had, that most of us had been looking for. Most of us sort of represents what Nakamoto consensus means, is that we use our nodes, miners use their miners, wallets signal what it is that they want through the network. Consensus is gained by the network by basically the whole network sort of looking at itself saying, it looks to me like most people want 
X in that sort of uh, Nakamoto consensus. Not exactly, but this isn't exactly the most te- – I don't want this to be the most technical discussion that it can be. For people who are coming into the space and have found this uh, this podcast, I want to keep it kind of simple. So what's going on in, in the Bcash uh, split is we have a fork. We have Bcash, and then Bcash forked yesterday – at around 10.40 a.m. Central Standard Time in the United States. That would be Chicago time. So at about 10.40, a block was mined that split the four, or that split the network in two. That was, gonna, that was, the, that was when the, the rule sets between what is now Bcash ABC and Bcash SV that's the block that they settled that basically settled the split. Now we've got two forms of Bitcoin cash. And <laughs> and they are now finding that they are, that without that without the mechanism of Nakamoto consensus as fully realized as it is in Bitcoin the way it is now that they are going to actually end up in a battle of attrition and the 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 uh, uh, offering to the war gods that will be attributed or attrited or however however we want to say that is money it's pure dirty stinky cash and whoever's got the most cash may very well it may very well just end up winning just just sheer money that's not Nakamoto consensus. That <laughs> it, it's not. Just because you can win, you can win. You can make your chain win because you can throw a billion more dollars of mining a worthless chain to keep it alive, is not Nakamoto, Nakamoto consensus. That's just you throwing money and paying people off to mine your worthless fork of of uh, of a coin. All right, so. Uh, kind of don't really necessarily agree with the um, the fact that this uh, article is saying that Nakamoto consensus is now in play. I don't actually think it's in play. Not at all. I think what's in play is that either Calvin Ayer and, um, and uh, Craig Wright on the Bitcoin SV side uh, have enough, if they have enough money, then they can overpower Roger Ver on the Bcash ABC side simply by just throwing so much money that Roger can't survive or vice versa where Roger throws so much money and maybe he gets some friends, some investors, I don't know, throws so much money that he can keep his side of the fort going. In either event, it's a circus. And anybody who is thinking about trying to buy either one of these coins, don't, not investment advice, but stay as far away from toxic waste as you possibly can. Uh, so that's that's all I'm going to say about that because it's just not worth it. Uh, or at least that that article. Calvin Air has a tweet. As I said before, bursts of transient hash is market manipulation and is cheating and cannot work. It is embarrassing to watch Roger Ver and Bitcoin.com go down this path. Calvin Air is one of the guys on the Bitcoin uh, or Bcash SV side. And he is a billionaire, and he himself is throwing money at being able at trying to um, 
uh, mine a worthless fork of the BCH chain to win the the fork war, essentially. So he's got, you know, he's got a lot... Okay, yeah, he's got a lot of nerve saying anything to Roger at all about throwing money at something. I'm not a fan of Roger Ver either because Roger Ver is, is doing exactly what Calvin is saying, but Calvin, Calvin and... Uh, 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 Stuart or uh, Craig Wright are doing the exact same thing. So again, it's just more embarrassing evidence that there are some people, there are a lot of people in this space that just need to be ejected. And I think a lot of people are going to get ejected out of this whole thing. Moving on up the stack, Nick Carter says, landmark case today. This is going to happen hundreds and hundreds of times in the next two to three years until all the ICOs are gone. And he has a screenshot of a, uh, <clears throat> a an earlier news story that came out about the Securities and Exchange Commission announced <clears throat> announcing settling charges against two companies that sold digital tokens in initial <clears throat> initial coin offerings or ICOs, and what he has highlighted is that is this: these are the commission's first cases imposing civil penalties solely for ICO securities offering registration violations. So there you go. This is the this isn't a shot across the bow. This is a torpedo uh, hitting right into the boat that is cryptocurrencies. Um, actually there's there's two boats. There's the Bitcoin boat, which is un- damn near untorpedoable. Um, certainly it's untorpedoable by any kind of regu- regulatory commission because, there's nobody to regulate. I, uh, unless, you, uh, well, there's there's plenty of people in Bitcoin to regulate. If you look like something you can be that can be regulated, if you act like something that can be regulated, if you do things that can be regulated, then regulators are going to regulate what they can regulate. I say this all the time. The only way that you're going to escape this, or your company, or your service, or your good, it cannot look anything like something that can be regulated. And about the only thing that cannot be regulated is com- complete decentralization. There's no offices to go raid. There are no people who can be jailed. There is nothing that a governmental body or regulatory commission can do. The only thing that exists that is even remotely resembling that right now is actual Bitcoin ticker BTC. Okay. That's it. Everybody else has an office that can be raided, has a person that can be jailed, has records that can be seized, blah, 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 blah. And if you had listened a couple of days ago when I was doing, a, <clears throat> when I was rolling old school on the pod in the car, I was talking about the fact that Bitcoin seems to be throwing off mutations of itself in a 100% selfish way that is going to sacrifice each one of these mutations as a shield against this kind of BS happening in the future. It is not throwing off mutations so that a better Bitcoin can be built. Anybody who thinks that is going to get burned. Bitcoin is throwing off mutations of itself in a solely selfish act of preservation. It will burn every single one of these things down until by the time anybody comes up to the tree that that is <clears throat> that is Bitcoin, they will not have an axe sharp enough 
They will not have enough energy to spend because they've already expended it on getting rid of this trash for us. Essentially, Bitcoin is going to force the regulators to make a very nice park-like environment for the tree that is Bitcoin to grow. And then we can go shade ourselves in this beautiful pasture with this huge tree that nobody has any energy left to try to destroy. All right. So ICOs, shit coins, stable coins, kiss them goodbye. It's a matter of time. It's a matter of time. So, okay. Um, final thing in the uh, morning roundup is, oh my God. Uh, I tweet, uh, I tweeted out a picture since I'm blocked from seeing anything of, uh, uh, Craig Stewart, Wright Or Stephen Wright. I don't know. CSW, fake Toshi. What, you know, the guy behind the Bitcoin or Bcash Satoshi's vision fork. Um, I can't see his tweets, so I have to get him another way and I certainly can't forward them. So I have to take a screenshot. So I've got a screenshot of something that he said, but my reply uh, or my uh, retweet of this says, wow, patents are the new hash power, I guess. Uh, and because what's going on is he's Craig has got this tweet out that was, I don't know, early this morning. Um, the <clears throat> He says, the funniest thing about these people who think I am going away, period. Yesterday, I completed white paper number 1001. On average, we get 1.06 patents per white paper. These apply to all blockchains, not that any but BCH as the original Bitcoin will be here in a few years. Socialists are funny at times. Yeah, you know, I'm just going to leave that there with no comment because he's just not worth it. Uh, let's move on to uh, vital statistics. Yay, vital statistics, vital statistics, vital statistics. Okay, four, November the 16th at 1.49 p.m. Central Standard Time. We have an average price of Bitcoin at 5,607. Yes, if you hadn't been watching, we had a thousand point candle on the downside uh, yesterday. Was it? No, actually Friday. No, not, what am I? God, today's Friday. Wednesday. Wednesday, David. It was Wednesday. Okay, so uh, while I was on the road coming back up from Lubbock, um, I got home and found a thousand uh, dollar red dildo. All right, and if anybody of you guys, you know, any of you guys want to know what that is, it's a, um, uh, it's like if you go and look at charts that have uh, uh, trading bars instead of just like a line graph, uh, something that is like just a huge move, uh, people refer to as a dildo. Don't ask me why. I don't know. It doesn't look anything like a dildo. But we had one, a huge red down spike uh, of a th- about $1,000. So right now, Bitcoin's price is uh, $5,607 on average. Uh, the high is going to be hit BTC at 5656 And the low is going to be cracking at 5514 So eh, it's not even really all that much of a spread. 287,000 transactions in the last 24 hours. 1.2 million Bitcoin have been sent over the last 24 hours. That is high. 
Uh, used to be that way all the time, but hasn't been for a while. But man, in the short term, that's a high number. Uh, average cent per hour is 50,000 BTC. The average transaction value has increased to 4.7 BTC. And the um, uh, median transaction value has increased to 0.051 BTC or right around $285 US. Block time is high at 11 minutes 48 seconds with 121 blocks uh, minted over the last 24 hours with an average per hour block of five blocks. And we all know why, because Roger Ver was shifting hash power and everybody else and their son is like, you know, reallocating hash power to keep their various forms of the Bcash fork alive. So expect this to happen for a while. We have gone down in hash rate to 42.9 exahashes. So we've lost 7.2% in the last 24 hours. Um, 0.32 BTC have been taken up in fees on a per block basis. 1,500 BTC has been minted over the last 24 hours with 40 Bitcoins in fees taken over the last 24 hours. Lots of activity there. Um, Let's see here. GitHub last commit for for Bitcoin was today, uh, November the 16th. Uh, tweets have gone up to 30,000 uh, tweets per day. Wow, that's, that is amazing. Okay, so um, I can't do Ethereum uh, price right now because my because Ethereum got flippened by, God forbid, Ripple. And the way that I've got my uh, uh, vital statistics sheet set up is when that happened, um, instead of reading you what's going on with Ethereum, the entire column has been replaced by the worthless pile of garbage that is XRP. So any ripple heads that are listening to this don't uh, probably don't want to listen to me very, very much longer because now you know I hate Ripple. I can't stand it. I think it's a trash coin, so I'm not even going to look at it. Let's go to Bcash which is sitting at 348 bucks average. Wow, you guys screwed yourself. I think the last time I did the show, it was somewhere north of 500, or at least the last time I did vitals. Litecoin is at 42.82. Ethereum Classic is at 7.5. Bitcoin Gold is at 26.46. And Dogecoin is on its way down 0.0028 USD. Uh, let's see. Bcash has 122,000 transactions in the last 24 hours. It's probably going to stay that way for a while. So um, the only thing, yeah, <clears throat> the only thing beating uh, Bcash out is actual Bitcoin. And let's just go ahead and end the vitals there. I don't need to. I need to fix this sheet or figure out a way to excise the garbage that is Ripple. And we'll uh, let's do Marty's bit. Okay, this is uh, Marty's Bent for Friday, November the 16th, 2018, issue number 363. Well, that escalated quickly. <laughs> um, he's got a, a, a link to uh, a Reddit thread here that says, Centralized Checkpoint Commit by Datalnix. 
This will make history because it officially turned ABC coin into a shit coin that floats outside of Nakamoto consensus and is no longer Bitcoin. <laughs> well, never was. This is admission of defeat. Good luck with your BAB coin, Armory. For those who don't know, Armory, uh, A-M-A-U-R-Y, is the name of the lead developer for uh, Bitcoin Cash. And he's also known as Daedalnix. So Daedalnix is Amory, and I'm not pronouncing his name right. I, I do believe he's French, but I'm not sure. Anyway, so it shows uh, this particular Reddit post shows um, uh, November 15th, Daedalnix add, <clears throat> add a checkpoint for the fork block. So let's see what uh, Marty has to say about this. <clears throat> What a weak hash war this whole Bitcoin cash hard fork turned out to be. I hate that we're even wasting any mental energy on these clowns, but I, like I said earlier this week, they have provided us with a beautiful case study in minority fork dynamics in the nature of quote-unquote hash wars. What we found is that the more fractured a derivative of Bitcoin becomes, the more centralized, vulnerable, and annoying <laughs> the most detached derivatives become. As you can see from the above screenshots, BCHABC, parentheses, the chain backed by Roger Ver and crew, <clears throat> included a centralized checkpoint in their repository, which is an extremely big no-no if you're attempting to pretend that you are running a decentralized service. Now everyone who downloads the ABC repository will have to trust that the maintainers of the repository are providing the correct state of the blockchain up to that block height. That's a lot of trust in a very few people. On top of this, they aren't even completely protected from the reorg attack they are attempting to defend themselves against with this move. They'll have to institute more checkpoints to have a high degree of certainty that a reorg is unlikely, which will only serve to centralize the project more and more. An abject failure, if you ask me. The fact that these idiots didn't realize this move would lead to the immediate delegitimization of their vanity project is incredible. It should also cause you freaks to pause, take a step back, and think deeply about the people who threw their intellectual weight behind this project and the people behind it. I vividly remember a prominent crypto hedge fund manager looking me square in the eyes earlier this year telling me there is a high probability that Craig Wright is Satoshi and that BCH would trade by 0.4 BTC by the end of the year. This turned out to be a very very bad take, but it was said with confidence, so I pondered it for a week or two and came to the conclusion that this man was naive and had been duped. There were many, many media personalities parroting this line of thinking as well. If anything, yesterday was a reinforcement of the need to have your own thoughts when it comes to these matters. Beyond the shit show that the actual fork turned out to be, we found out that exchanges don't really like forks at all and aren't too fond of picking winners. Instead, they'll do the right thing and list, list, <coughs> sorry, list each fork with a unique ticker, completely disconnected from BCH. Uh, and then, uh, and I, I had already read you this, but I'll read it again. It's a CZ Binance tweet. One thing about the fork, these symbol names will stay. Binance will not support changing <coughs> or of trading symbols later. If anyone asks for it later, let's refer them back to this tweet. Well, there's also a um, he uh, CZ Binance 
replies to this <clears throat> this particular tweet and says less probability or less possibility of confu- confusion with Bitcoin now. Think about how annoying, dangerous these forks are for exchanges. Imagine if one had declared ABC or SV the winner of the BCH ticker, had trading open for a day or two, and got reorg attacked 36 hours after the launch of the quote-unquote winner on the exchange, it would have been a disrupting force to the infrastructure of this industry, the likes of which haven't happened to date. Maybe this petty battle between hubristic betas dead set on personal glory over actual an actual usable decentralized digital cash system will dissuade exchanges from ever declaring a winner during a contentious fork. This is an incredible validation of Bitcoin's development mindset to date. Now, let's go on about our lives and leave Bitcoin Cash in the dustbins of history. I bid you adieu, you cancerous sideshow of a project. <laughs> Uh, final thought really feeling the urge to play some pickup this weekend only have one ACL but my desire to ball is burning with the energy of a 1000 suns enjoy your weekend freaks ah damn man I didn't realize that you had had a Marty had an ACL uh, injury in his youth yeah that's that's a shame, but, you know, it does happen. Still, uh, we wish Marty Bent all the best on being able to play a game of pickup with one ACL. And we also want to thank Marty Bent for Marty's Bent. And we will get to another Marty's Bent when Marty Bent makes another Marty's Bent. And you can find Marty Bent at Marty Bent on Twitter. And that's all for Marty's Bent today. Today's Daily Trainwrecked is brought to you by the exchange Poloniex, who tweets out, We finished converting all BCH balances to BCHABC and BCHSV. The BCH market is now disabled. BCHABC slash BTC, BCHSV slash BTC, BCHABC slash USDC, and BCHSV slash USDC markets are open. Deposits and withdrawals of BCHABC and BCHSV are still paused and will remain paused until the network stabilizes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what does this mean? It means the ticker symbol BCH, as far as one of the world's largest crypto exchanges, is disabled. Now, let me say that again. Poloniex is one of the largest cryptocurrency exchanges in the world and has been around for a long, long time. The BCH, they disabled the BCH market because the because Bitcoin Cash doesn't exist anymore, this fork effectively destroyed Bitcoin Cash and turned it into two different shitcoins. As if Bitcoin Cash itself wasn't just the crappiest, ugliest, nastiest, as Marty Bent says, cancer of a project that there ever was. Now it's split into two tumors so that it can infect even more of the body. Hopefully, also by splitting into two, it will effectively be twice as easy to kill each one of them. But 
we'll have to wait and see how this whole stupid clown car shit show circus rolls out. But uh, and this whole thing, this uh, for new for uh, anybody who's new, BCHABC slash BTC. When I say that, that's what's called a trading pair. Okay, so <clears throat> it's pair BCHABC is going to be compared to actual Bitcoin. BCHSV is in comparison to actual Bitcoin, and then the two are also compared to this shit stable coin called USDC, which I. Comparing a shit coin to a shit stable coin is kind of hilarious all by itself. But the takeaway here is that Poloniex basically has done away with the ticker symbol BCH. It's gone. Bitcoin is effect- Bitcoin Cash and Bcash is effectively dead. So that's it for the daily train wreck. Thank you, Poloniex, for doing the right thing and pulling the plug on that pile of garbage. Terrible Joke Corner is brought to you by Bad Star Wars Jokes and also by the Bitcoin Cash Fork. Luke and Obi-Wan walk into a Chinese restaurant. Ten minutes into the meal, Luke's still having trouble with the chopsticks, dropping food everywhere. Obi-Wan finally snaps. Use the forks, Luke. It's just so esoteric. It's just, I mean, oh God, it's just, I have to apologize to you, my, my dear listeners, as to just how terrible of a joke that that was, but I couldn't help it. It's, it, it's the day after the forkening. Of course, I'm going to find a bad fork joke. Just so happens I only had to look for 15 seconds. This is amazing. Google's an amazing tool. Okay, homies, I'm out. I got just enough time to edit this damn thing together, get it to upload state, and make a, make some cover art for it, and then go uh, pick up my kids from school. And so uh, enjoy your weekend. And Marty, I really, truly hope that you get a chance to play some ball. Um, I will see your freaks on the other side. Enjoy your weekend. We'll talk again on Monday. Ciao. This has been Bitcoin And, and I'm your host, David Bennett. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and hope to see you again real soon. Have a great day.